The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Hour two here on the Sports Complex on the Horn. On We'll get into some NFL talk in hour two. Coaching carousel, where some people are going, where some people are already ending up, some promotions. May talk a little Dak Prescott in this hour two before we've already talked about Texas getting the 75-60 to 60 win over Oklahoma last night. If you have more questions about that, hit us up on the text line. In the NBA talk, we got into that in hour one, too. So anything you want to talk about NBA, Doc Rivers, trade deadline, all three NBA teams in action tonight, hit us up on the text line, 512-447-3776, 512-447-3776. Still waiting for some of the shoes to drop in the NFL coaching carousel. There was rumors that one would be happening today, and then it did not happen. Uh, but it's... But it's, you know, it's, it's it goes slow sometimes in the coaching carousel. A quick note, we didn't talk about it much yesterday because it came out during the show. Uh, the MLB made their Hall of Fame announcement yesterday. Uh, three players get into the MLB Hall of Fame. That Three new inductees are in. Joe Maurer with 76.1% of the vote in his first time up. Todd Helton, uh, and I believe his eighth time up, got in at 79.7% of the vote. Adrian Beltre, first time in, almost a no-brainer Hall of Famer, 95.1% of the vote for Adrian Beltre. He is leading the class getting in, and Billy Wagner just misses out. He is in his ninth cycle going in. You get 10 before they basically knock you out. He is uh, at 73.8, five votes short. There was a guy, John Heyman, who is a real idiot. I'll go on and say it because he wrote an article that was basically, I think Billy Wagner is a Hall of Famer, and I hope he gets in, but I'm not going to vote for him, which is everything that's wrong with the Hall of Fame voting world. Uh, no, because I'm not going to vote for this guy, and I have this this type of uh, theory on this, and I don't want to vote for him because of this and that, but I think he's a Hall of Famer, but I'm not going to vote for him. That's it. That's just that's how dumb voting for MLB the, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame is. It's dumb. Throw it out. It's the worst Hall of Fame because of that. Because those idiots are in charge of it. And they're so worried about preserving something that they've killed years ago and just ruining the love of the game because they have to keep it the way it was. Uh, Gary Sheffield was 69, uh, 3.9. He was in uh, fifth place. Uh, his That is his last run. That means he will not be getting in unless it's in many years down the road when they put in you know people from back in the day. Uh, those Andrew Jones also falling short. Carlos Beltran to fifty seven percent. Alex Rodriguez and Manny Ramirez both in the thirties. Not a lot of love for them in the steroid era and everything that went around with that. Text lines open before we get to some minute held talk. Five one two four four seven three seven seven six. Big fat poll of the day today. Which NFL coach will have the most wins at their new job? I know that they all haven't been placed yet. But you can take a stab in the dark and guess that Jim Harbaugh may be end up in the Chargers. Bill Belichick may end up at the Falcons. Mike Vrabel looking at a couple different places. So if you've got a guess on that, I'm guessing now. We'll talk about it again later once everybody's in. But which new NFL coach will have the most wins next season? Back on the text line, uh, this, is a, <laughs> this is a text that starts with a clear lie. 
And I look, I, I don't like to get in with you guys because I get everybody watches sports differently. Everybody doesn't think this is just a crazy take. And I, I genuinely want your response to this. The tech says not a hater and want these boys to win. And they're doing so despite RT, he's throwing ish at the wall and hoping it sticks. I.e., playing guys more and less minutes. First of all, tell me if, if Rodney Terry wins a national championship, will you admit he's a good coach or did he get lucky? Because that's how it feels when you say this. And I know that's a stretch at this point. But when you say he changed the rotation and it worked, wow, he got lucky. Instead of this guy's been a coach for 30-plus years, maybe he knows what he's doing and, and maybe he's got an idea of what to do. Maybe he said, well, we wanted to play bigs, but it's not working, so let's go smaller, even though that causes a lot of matchup nightmares for us. I think our young guy, our smaller guys are better players, so we can put better players on the court. Uh, we play big. Instead, when we were playing big, we were also hoping that Dylan Mitchell, because of draft, wanted to be a small forward. So for the draft stock and what we were trying to help Dylan Mitchell with, he wanted to play the three, and we realized he just doesn't play the three that well. We need to move him up to the four, and it helps the flow of our team. Those are not outlandish things that he's throwing ish at the wall. That's Rodney Terry being a basketball coach and making basketball decisions. To completely take that out and go, no, 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 that 19-year-old kid, he fixed the problem, not the coach of 30-plus years. He still sucks. That's crazy. It is literally just a hater's take. So you can't say not a hater. Say, I am a big hater. I don't like Rodney Terry for whatever reason. I think Chris Beard is a much better person in life and in basketball and everything else. And I, the fact we fired him is, is a disgrace to the University of Texas. Say that. But don't say you're not a hater and then blatantly hate and make up that rotations, a massive thing coaches do, doesn't matter. That's crazy. Longhorns look like complete another texter. Sorry, went off on that because that is that's mind-boggling me to say you're not a hater and then just hate that say he made stuff up. That's crazy. Longhorns look like a completely different basketball team than a couple weeks ago. Scary. I don't think I want Texas Tech to play them again. Yikes, Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma went down. And again, we can say Oklahoma missed shots at the end of that game. I'll give you, I'll give you as much rope as you want. But to say that changing rotations is luck, <laughs> what does a coach have to do? To, to, to show you that he's made a change other than you saying, I looked at him, I've seen him on a TV screen, I know he sucks at his job. Because that's what you're doing. And you're also saying, despite every single analyst that likes Rodney Terry, despite all of these people who have been in basketball for 30 years and 40 years and, and have covered the sport and, and know Rodney personally and know him as an assistant coach and everything else, to say all of those guys are completely insane and you are right, I just don't get the jump where just say you're a hater. Just say, I'm a hater, and I'll get it. But to say he's making that up, that's crazy. And they do look like a different team because they put Dylan Mitchell at the four. Like, that's really one of the easier solutions of, hey, we, you know, we don't really have a starting lineup. Caden Shedrick and Dylan DeSue and, and Dylan Mitchell would be what our starting lineup we'd love to have. We know Max Aismas and Tyrese Hunter, and so ideally that's the lineup. Without Dylan Mitchell being able to shoot the three, it really made them have to shrink the lineup down. They went to a smaller lineup. They put IT Horton in. Kendall Weaver's coming up big now for them. They can play him more because they're not trying to play where they had four or five guards and only three or four bigs. They can now wrote. They can now stretch out the big rotation. Uh, Onyema, because of what they're doing, is playing less minutes. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he could be productive, but he's playing less minutes because they're going to a smaller lineup and a different style of play. A coaching decision. Oh, and now we get a Texas basketball semi-garbage right now. That's just hating, too. Okay, you don't like Beard either. 
Uh, got lucky. I hope he proves me wrong. My take has nothing to do with beard. Screw that dude. So it's not beard. Who do you want as coach then? Who do you think is a real coach then? I just, I'm mind blown that you can watch a coach make coaching decisions that clearly affect the team they play better and then go, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to, no, got lucky. It's creepy. Two top, top 15 teams in college, college basketball. And you act like, nah, that's easy stuff. Now, West Virginia beating us, they didn't get lucky against us. West Virginia, that was skill. That was class. That was, West Virginia didn't use emotion to beat us in luck. No, no, no. No, no, no. But Texas losing, that's, Texas winning is luck. Come on. Not a hater, just have hateful tendencies. Yeah, you're a hater. Y'all are haters. And this is why I didn't even bring it up. You guys on the text line made me bring up the haters and then saying they weren't talking. And now the haters are back. They're back, and they have no reason whatsoever anymore. He wins out rest of the season, doesn't lose another game. What a lucky guy he is. All right, we get to it. I'll admit I was wrong about our team. And by the way, I'm not saying you have to say you're wrong about our team. I know I'm going off on this. I'm saying that if you say RT is such a bad coach that he can't do anything right and he's making nothing, and then he got lucky because they beat two top 15 teams, and I get Oklahoma has not looked good in conference play, they're probably going to drop down. But to then go, okay, well, then Oklahoma is a great coach, and they're, they're they like, I just don't get the logic except for the fact that you want to hate on RT, that you're a, someone, a self defeating Texas fan, maybe, that whoever Texas has, because I don't, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me to go, he got lucky because he changed the rotation. That line, and maybe that was a miss, but I, look, I'll give you credit, and I'm not, you know, we don't, we won't hold this against you, but saying he changed the rotation of players. What a lucky break on him. It's just, that's insane to me. That's to think that these coaches at this high of a level are just, like it's a, like it's a rec league team. And they go, put in Tommy, I guess. And then Tommy puts up 50. And you go, oh, Tommy's great. I don't think that's the case. He went out and found Kendall Weaver, by the way. He's the guy who goes out and finds these players. His coaching staff, by the way. And I won't say it's all RT. He has a great coaching and scouting staff and everybody else that all, that all work together to create these game plans. I don't want to put it all on him either. Because he does have a great coaching staff behind him. They have one of the best assistant coaching staffs in college basketball. So we don't want to take anything away from that. But to go out and go, well, we don't get credit for finding Kendall Weaver and getting him in there and getting him up to snuff to be able to play in Big 12 basketball. We don't get credit for Max Smith finding more and more of how to play. And he's getting better and better in Big 12 play. Where instead of where he was earlier in the season, wasn't playing well against top teams. He's getting better and better at that. Those, no credit for any of that. That's luck. That's just luck. That has nothing to do with coaching. All right. I'm going to take a break from y'all for a second. We'll come back to it. I promise. But I'm, I'm going to take a break and calm down. <laughs> Talk some NFL. <laughs> Get me worked up over there. That, is a, oh, that take. Take got me. Uh, let's go over and talk some NFL. Uh, the Titans have officially announced today that Brian Callahan is their new head coach. The offensive coordinator for the Bengals goes over. We talked about that a little yesterday. Rand Carthen, though, the general manager they hired last year from the 49ers, is now the executive vice president, getting a higher step up. They believe in what he does. They have apparently taken the step that Mike Vrabel, you know, they, they just say need to move on from that. Uh, the offense is the new way in the NFL Basically, every team has had to replace an offensive coordinator in the last couple of years. It's crazy because the good offensive coordinators get, get picked off and go somewhere else, and the bad ones don't, and the bad ones get fired. So you're either fired or hired somewhere else if you're an offensive coordinator in the NFL, and he is going to be 
But they like Rand Garthen. They like what he is doing. The Titans are moving on with that. It'll be interesting. They're in an AFC South division that looked like it was dead a couple seasons ago. And now with Anthony Richardson, those Colts teams, if they're able to start picking it up, uh, the Texans uh, being able to pick things up with what we saw them do in the playoffs that you know we're assuming now Will Anderson may win Defensive Rookie of the Year and that C.J. Stroud can win Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, those positions, great draft picks. That team's coming up. We know what Jacksonville can do if they can ever get over the hump. We'll see what ends up there. Titans in a tough spot, but going ahead and with Brian Callahan as their new coach and Ryan Carthen giving him a promotion. Uh, we also saw Dolphins and Vic Fangio have parted ways. This is basically something where the Eagles were trying to get a different look. They weren't necessarily thrilled with how the defense played at the end of the season. And also adding the fact that Vic Fangio wants to be closer to home was apparently the talk. There was also talks that he was in talks with Philadelphia last season. His family lives in Pennsylvania, by the way. Uh, that he was in talk with the Eagles to take over the D.C. position last year. It did not work out. He looks to be the leading candidate now. Uh, to take over for the Eagles' defensive coordinator position. By the way, that Sirianni press conference today did not go as planned. It went about as well as the Mike McCarthy one, where a coach comes back and is just not ready to answer questions. Why should we believe in you? Ah, just do it. Nick Sirianni. So if you're hiring a new offensive coordinator and you want him to play call and do everything, bring in a whole new system, and you want to get a defensive play caller to, to come in and change the system, what exactly are you doing uh, being the head coach? That's Nick Sirianni today. Uh, no answer for that question. Uh, pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Uh, looking at the coaching job still available for uh, the NFL. We know the Falcons have still have Bill Belichick as their front runner. They are still interviewing everybody, though. They're going through the process. Uh, Bill Belichick is the front runner. They've done two interviews with him or conversations with him. Uh, Mike Vrabel does is set up to do an interview with them. Uh, Idro uh, Evero, uh, the defensive coordinator from the Broncos a few years back, he then went to the Panthers. Uh, he is one of the top candidates in a lot. He's interviewed with a lot of these jobs. Bobby Slowick's name has come up in a lot of these jobs as well. Uh, the Chargers are still seeming to be, all reports are, they are locked in on Jim Harbaugh and working on offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators and bringing his people in. That is seems to be the conversation right now in, in L.A. Though it's all reports or that it's him, but also nobody knows because Jim Harbaugh is a weird dude. And if this is just leverage to get his job at Michigan and get all the clauses and make more money there, or if he's using Michigan to try and get more out of San Diego or L.A., sorry, We'll go there. That also means that if he comes in, it most likely means Kellen Moore is out in uh, in L.A., which means that Kellen Moore is now available to be hired by somebody to see where he might end up is an interesting place. We know he's talked to Carolina before a couple times. Is that a place where he goes to kind of try and rebuild himself on a risky job opportunity at Carolina? The Panthers, they've looked at him. They've looked at both. Uh, McDonald and Munkin from the Ravens. I don't see them leaving Baltimore to go to the Panthers. Raheem Morris, a very popular name, the defensive coordinator for the Rams right now. A lot of people talking to him. Not sure he takes that Panthers gig either. Mike Vrabel, an interesting one to interview for that job over in Carolina. Could he want to go over there with some assurances that he would be held on for two seasons or three seasons and try and rebuild a team? Could be a great voice to help rebuild and build some culture there in Carolina. In Washington, the Commanders looking at Raheem Morris again. Ben Johnson from uh, Detroit. Also, the defensive coordinator has done two interviews. Aaron Glenn 
from Detroit. They may be going with one of the Detroit head coaches in Washington. That seems to be where they're looking heavily. And for the Seahawks, Dan Quinn's name still strong up there. Two interviews. They're also looking at Raheem Morris. Knows the division well. Knows what he could do to possibly beat some teams. Is a good culture fit. Could be a good culture guy there in Seattle. Brings that defensive edge back that they've been missing. That could be a possible fit. Raheem Morris there as well in Seattle. Patrick Graham also one of the leading candidates in Seattle. So those are the positions right now where people are thinking going. If you're trying to guess, you still have Belichick as a front runner for the Falcons. Harbaugh, the leader for the Chargers. The Panthers, no one really knows. That seems like it could be a place where Vrabel ends up just to give him a, you know, they like to bring in a bigger name. They may not want to bring in someone smaller. So if they can convince him to come in, he may take that job. Uh, the commanders, I have a feeling they're going to go with the Detroit guy. That's where I think that'll go. And I have the Seahawks bringing in Raheem Morris right now instead of Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn may be the guy, but I think they may want to change and bring in Raheem Morris. That'll be a question if Dan Quinn ends up in, in Washington, where if he doesn't get the Seahawks gig, he may end up over there as well. Uh, but that is the NFL coaches. All right. I'm going to tell you what. I see the text signs coming up, and I know I've been yelling at you guys, trying to calm down so I'm not getting too worked up. But I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to come back, and we're going to get back to the text line. 512-447-3776. Some, some takes on Rodney Terry that <laughs> I think are crazy. Just to, to change, you can't say he changed the lineup. He changed the rotation. Like one of the easiest things a coach does. Like one of the things that is most, oh, right, that's what a coach does. It's not like all of a sudden Max Asmus went off for 40 last couple games. And he went, oh, yeah, well, it's Max Asmus playing really well. Or something to that extent. He changed the rotation. He made a, a systemic change to the way they were playing and then go, luck. What a lucky guy. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'd like that take. But you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and wipe it clean. I'm going to calm down over the break. I'm going to come back. We're going to go at it again and see if I get worked up again. Hopefully I won't. Hopefully I'll keep my cool this time, guys. I don't like yelling. I like you guys because you guys text it in. It makes the show so much more fun for me having these conversations with you, even if we don't agree. I enjoy it, so I want to I communicate with you. So we're going to do it when we come back here on the text line. Promise you, we're coming back to hit the text line, 512-447-3776, here on the Sports Complex in the Horn 1019 and 1260, the Horn app and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis on the Horn. Back on the Sports Complex here on the Horn. Keeping it rolling along. Taking deep breaths. Keeping deep breaths. Taking deep breaths. Playing blood songs all week long as it is National Blood Donors Appreciation Month. I believe that's what it's called. I know January is that month, though. Uh, so if you have not uh, donated blood in a while, why not check it out? I may have to go check it out myself. I have not been in a while. 
uh, I should go check it out. I'll go check it out. If you guys do, we'll all do it together, and we'll calm down. I just got to calm down first. You got to calm down, and I feel like going back to this text line may not let me do it. 512-447-3776. Whatever you guys want to talk about, send it in. We'll talk about it. Even if it is some haters on the text line, even my Texas Tech fan on here said that he's scared about the, or not scared. I won't I won't put words in your mouth, but you are you think that this Texas Tech team this Texas team is better than the team that Tech played a few weeks ago. So I'll even he even went with that one. Uh Texas on the Tech side. Uh we get the not a hater, just have hateful tendencies. Uh, I will admit I'm wrong about RT, which again, I can tell you, you don't have to, like RT is still, there's a lot to prove, guys. There's still a lot to prove. I'll give him that. Uh, Coach Cornut says, get him, get him, Patrick. Love me some Coach Terry. Like that one. Uh, I think we've got his Texas Tech trollers posing as our fans. I don't think they are because I talk to Texas fans enough that there are people that don't like, and look, there's plenty of people that I talk to people that I have a friend that I talked to that was dead set that Tom Herman was the guy and Sark should have never been hired. For two seasons, and this season he finally said, Patrick, you know what? You might be on to something. So I get it. I get people get set and they think that what they're, you know, they go with the way they believe. And I'm not, I'm not hating on you because I do the same thing. I just do it really loudly and they gave me a microphone to do it in. But I appreciate you guys saying into the text line as well. Uh, Chance says, think the haters are playing you, PD. The haters are making me, making me get all worked up. Uh, <laughs> so pick it again, the texter. Uh, they, so you're the one who gave me the titles last week of the coaches. Uh, for the record, uh, again, you gave me the coaches. Three of those guys were not coming to Texas. Uh, Virginia is ten and five, so that was one of them. I know Tony Bennett was one. They're ten and five. Uh, Kelvin Sampson has had trouble in Houston this year so far. We'll see the matchup this weekend how that goes. Also, Eric Musselman's ten and eight right now in Arkansas. So there is. It's not like any one of them is necessarily the greatest coach either. Uh, and so we were going to try and get a lot to come down to Texas and try and change the culture, which Rodney Terry could keep a lot of the culture that's been built. That's actually one of the better things Texas has going for it, uh, that you lose a little bit, uh, that they were able to keep that and, and keep a lot of the recruits and keep going forward. So I go with that one. And he had to do something. Yeah, he did. And he did. That's coaching. Like, I don't know what he can do to win you over if he does the right thing and it's still not enough. And I get it's a long season. So you can say, man, I'll believe it at the end of the season. But say, I'll believe it at the end of the season. To say he got lucky because he made a change, that's where, I, that's where you're going to lose me. Uh, Texter says, coach broke tendency, smart move. Yeah, I mean, it's not even breaking tendency. He, was, he literally had said, I have to change what I'm doing because it's not working. And Brock Cunningham, as much as we all love him, his plus minus has been bad this year. This is the first year that Brock Cunningham's plus minus has been really not good. He has been a guy who's been really big in the moments he's come in, and he just hasn't quite found his role on this lineup with Dylan Mitchell because when he comes in, he's playing a lot with Dylan Mitchell. He can't play the true five as well because of the size, and so it's harder for him to play in this lineup with Dylan Mitchell at the four and him at the five. They lose some stuff. In, they lose some size in the middle. He's just got to find his role on this team. He hit a big three against Oklahoma. If he can start hitting threes and spacing the court more, then that will open him up. He hit threes last season. If he can start to find that range again, it'll help him out in a lot of other ways. But until then, you have to use him sparingly and play those young guards that are going to bring you a lot more energy, play a little bit safer with the ball, not have the turnovers. But Brock Cunningham, I think he'll find a place by the end of the season. But, but Rodney's giving him until he can find it. You know, you have to do that. 
Texas has said it before, and now this is happening again. Texas fans are awful. They always act like they can coach or play better than whoever does it every day. No, I get that. And I, like, I won't say Texas fans are awful. I think most sports fans are this way, especially of programs that do well and have high expectations. It is, I mean, look, we can sit around and say any, every NFL team right now that got knocked out that they're, you know, there's Eagles fans that are telling you that Sirianni is the worst coach ever, even though last season you were saying he was the best coach ever. It's not, it's not a long word thing. Fans are fan is short for fanatical, which means you're crazy about it, and it makes rash, crazy decisions because you're technically a fanatic for that team. So I, I get it. I, I won't say that Texas fans are worse because I've known fans everywhere, and I've heard people, you know, the Ohio State fans that want Ryan Day out. He's lost what four or five games the last like three seasons, and they're like, "What a garbage coach! We got to get him out of here." So it's not just Texas fans, but Texas fans are a good. It's a good program, so you're going to have people that want to expect to win every single year. Uh, Texas says, "You think Ronnie Terry is a good coach just because he coaches the team to perform better?" Please, I bet you think Patrick Mahomes' quarter is a good quarterback just because his achievements and abilities, a track record. I I sent I sent some sarcasm in that. But yeah, no, I look, and again, I'm telling you, I, I'm on the Ronnie Terry. I believe in Ronnie Terry. Do I believe he's his finished product yet? No. I think he can get better. He's 55 years old. I think he could still get better and better as time goes on. I don't think he's set in his way. I think we've shown that he's willing to evolve and move with the times. And again, you know, he's playing Chris Johnson. I love that he's trying to do different things. I love that he's that, you know, he's still got Trey Johnson on board. And as long as he comes next season, that's another big piece. It's it's a lot. Uh, my man, uh, no cat says easy pad. Don't let the haters get you worked up. I always get worked up. I always do. That's why I do this for a job. Uh, Dexter says, uh, do you think the Cowboys defensive performance in the playoffs? There we go. Some NFL defensive formats in the playoff might be hindering Dan Quinn a little bit. I, I do. And I, I think it's not just in the playoffs. I think is I think that he has such bad games at points. And there was a couple last season and it picked up a lot more this season and he even mentioned it in one of his, uh, I think, preseason press conferences that he was talking to people and they were like, no, no, we could tell what you were doing. And I think that's a little bit of a worry that he brings some good culture and he brings a lot of, you know, people really like him and he's a really good uh, coach of talent. But can he consistently put together a game plan and adjust to the game plan in game to save it when, uh, you know, we saw it get out of hand quickly in several games this season and even an Arizona game against a Eagles coach who knew what he was to, what how to watch Dan Quinn and, and spend extra time watching Dan Quinn that he was able to figure him out uh and you know it, you know for the Cowboys fans Vic Fangio is one of those guys who knows how to go against Mike McCarthy and the Eagles are going to try and bring him in to go against Mike McCarthy it's you know you have to worry about those things and if you're going to a division where they may have seen you before and guys like Sean McVay and stuff can go after guys that know how to get you it could be an issue uh, you know, they may want to go a different route for somebody that doesn't necessarily have the smell on them that Dan Quinn has at some points. He has a lot. He's wearing perfume. There's a lot of stuff that smells really good on him, but maybe there's a lingering smell with Dan Quinn of, I feel like there's people that know what you do and we can't, we can't have that. Like you, if you lose a couple games cause you make miss a call or something like that, it's one thing. But if you are just constantly or not constantly, but multiple times in a season, four or five times in a season, being completely outmatched offensively to defensively, that could be an issue going forward. But they could have some more defensive minds that if they give him uh, more ability to hire more coaches and get whoever he wants on there, that may be able to start to fix those problems as well. 
<laughs> text me says, I love hating. It's in my blood. <laughs> and their text says, call them haters out, Pat. Yeah, at least at least own up that you're a hater. You can say, okay, I get it. I'll take it with a grain of salt that you that they're now semi-garbage, but you're not going to give them any credit. Uh, Texter also said, give uh, Coach Terry a break. It's his first year with a bunch of new players. Coach Beard didn't have a great start to his tenure. Uh, I like the fight I've seen from these past two games. Yeah, uh, it's the, the reality is a, a huge portion of this is moving Dylan Mitchell from a three to a four, going with a smaller lineup where you knew you were going to be undersized. Part of the reason Rodney Terry didn't want to go with a smaller lineup is because Ace Smith and, and, and uh, Tyrese Hunter are smaller guards, which meant if you bring a third guard in at 6'4", you just don't have size. And in the Big 12, there's some big teams. And so when you're trying to go out there and, and play with the Cincinnati or play with a Kansas who's going to have a lot of size on you, they got a 6'9 guard at Kansas. Those, it's going to be hard matchups. But when you're losing every other game – because other guys have speed on you, other guys are being able to get turnovers on you because they're coming over on screens. When you when they can play off of your small forward and Dylan Mitchell sitting out at the three point line and no one's guarding him and he's basically rendered useless on the offensive end, those types of things you have to make changes. They have, and that's what I'm talking about with Rodney Terry realizing the problem, looking to get forward in it, not being afraid because they're already in Big Twelve play to make the decision. Understanding, hey man, it's now or never, and making it. They still have two huge games coming up this week, and then they have another game that'll be difficult. And then uh, Iowa State team, like it doesn't let up in Big Twelve. We're at no point in celebrating anything after two wins. Uh, but this is a Texas team that looks like they're playing better, and, and we'll see if coaches adapt to it, and they'll have to start changing up more and more things. Doug says, when you have so many new players, just like Sark did in football, it's a process to pull it together. RT has, has to get every player is healthy, get them to buy in and build culture. He doesn't have three years to make it happen. Like football, building the culture is the most important thing. The rest will fall into place. I can tell you with the players getting together, Dylan DeSue and Ken Shedrick have not been healthy together this season. They just haven't been. So there's a part of it where you say you're a small team and then to have two guys that you really are requiring and Dylan DeSue's playing really well, but Shedrick played well early in the season and he just hasn't been the same guy. He took that really hard fall uh, last night against Oklahoma and you know he's already had back problems. So you add that in, it looks like his shoulders are finally starting to get healthier, but now his back, he's having problems. So if he's able to get healthy at some point this season and you can add him into the rotation uh, with him, Dylan Mitchell, Dylan DeSue, and Caden Shedrick to come in, have Brock spell him a little bit in there as well, then that could be a really potent lineup of both sides of the court, but you have to get him healthy first. Uh, TD says, I think Chris made fans appreciate B-Ball, but I'm not mad at RT. No, I, I, I look, and that's the point is, Chris Beard did a great thing. He, the Moody Center and the Corral and all that stuff wouldn't exist without him. Uh, I'm not hating on Chris Beard. I t- I've said it before, I don't like his offense. <laughs> But that's just me. I, I didn't like his offense. But that being said, uh, I think he did a lot for this program and Rodney Terry being the guy to come in and keep that going and move forward as opposed to resetting so quickly after resetting with Chris Beard, trying to get that transport again, trying to change culture and hope it works that time uh, is a difficult thing to do, especially when I know, and this is hard for Texas fans, that Texas in basketball doesn't necessarily carry the weight it does in, in football. And also throwing the fact that Texas basketball is not the same way. Like, you can recruit Texas in football and just recruit Dallas and Houston and get a pretty good team. You have to sometimes go out of Texas recruit basketball, and those people may want to stay in Kansas or they may want to go stay in Florida or they may want to go, if you're in Indiana or, uh, or Carolina where there are real basketball states, 
they, you may want to stay over there. You're an ACC guy. You don't want to go to the Big 12, even though the Big 12 is starting to get better, and now it's starting to be a become a real conference. And then Texas moving to the SEC, too. Maybe you want to play in the Big 12 and don't want to go to the SEC. So those are all interesting points uh, that Rodney Terry has to deal with. I think he's doing a good job recruiting, though, and bringing guys in the transfer portal. And again, Max Aismas, you know, for getting him and coaching him in the right way to get him to where he needs to be to continue to grow as a player and understanding his role on the team to where we saw in the last six and a half minutes of that game last night, that was really Max Aismas' time to can you make two out of three shots or you know at least 50% of your shots at the end of this game when we're just putting you in ISO and letting you try and go or make the right pass to hit somebody to get an easy layup. Can you go out and get some points on the end of the at the board at the end of the the game so that all we got to do is play good defense and we walk away with a win? But we're not going, we're not letting them get stop after stop, and we're killing time. That's something that a lot of players can't do. And Aismas did it well. Now I don't, I'm not a huge fan of doing it game after game. I'd like you to keep your foot on the brake more than six and a half minutes left. But that's just me. I won't question RT on that one. But personally, I would change that one. Uh, WAPI Parts Guy says, I love the content, love the show. Appreciate it, WAPI Parts Guy. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Texas says, if you played, if you want blood, you got it by ACDC this week. I've not, but I can tell you it's on the list to come up uh, in the next couple days. And uh, it was actually, that was, if you ever listened to me on Instant Serious back when I was doing that on Monday nights here, that was a theme song for a year of us when I put it with Macho Man Randy Savage. It was really good stuff. It was good stuff. I'm a fan of it. Maybe I'll pull out the Macho Man version for you guys. I don't know. But we'll see if I can find it if I still have the Macho Man version. But yes, a great song by ACDC. I'm a big fan of that. Uh, RT doing good. Nate Oates would have been your choice. Nate Oates is okay. I think he's a good coach, but I, I don't know if I would have thrown away RT. Like you're saying with Kansas State, they're doing well with, with Tang and, and what it hurt Baylor. I, I, don't, I don't think I would have thrown away RT and, and all that he meant to this team and recruits and all this other stuff to go get a guy to bring in his people to learn a new market. Like, that's another thing. Rodney Terry knows the high school coaches in Texas. He knows the people that you're trying to recruit here. He has a lot of standing relationships from his time here with Rick Barnes, his time here now with Chris Beard, and now his time as a head coach. That's a hard thing to build up with these young guys. And, and when you're coming in from another place, you may it's just hard to build that up. It makes an easier decision to keep a guy who you believe has potential to be a really good coach in, in college basketball. Uh Texas say how to Peyton. Uh, she puts up with, her, uh, with dad having to having the radio. Hey Peyton, I think he said stay how to Peyton. Say hey to Peyton. She puts up with her dad always having the radio on Sports Talk. I appreciate Peyton you allowing me to uh, indoctrinate your dad with more Rodney Terry love because I think that's what some people think I'm doing. Uh, Texas says let Terry build the basketball team. Doesn't matter until March Madness. I agree. It, it does because you have to get into March Madness. But in the last two games when everybody was you know, screaming because they weren't in the bracket and Joe Lenardi had him out. They're now in the bracket. So in two games from, Oh my God, the season's over to they're in the bracket. It, it's not, it's not, it was never as far away as some people would make you believe. Uh, I'm not sure I can read this next one. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't read that one. I appreciate the text, but I cannot read the quote about uh, Chris Beard, and that that's maybe past where I can get away with a good taste here on the show. Uh, did we get did the Harbaugh news just come through, Brock? Brock sending in some texting news, trying to keep up with me. You have my phone number, Brock. You can just text me if you need to. Uh, let's see. I have to check with Twitter. You know what? I'll tell you what. We'll take our last break. We'll come back, and we'll see if Jim Harbaugh did take the Chargers job or if Brock is reading fake news again. 
We'll get back to you here on the Sports Complex. Last break, text line still rolling. We'll get into more text here in the last segment as well. 512-447-3776 here on the Sports Complex on the Horn 1019 AM 1260, the Horn app at com. The Sports Complex on the Horn. All right, well, we ran out of time. Even though my man, Brock Bollinger, gave me the news. Jim Harbaugh will be the next coach of the Chargers. Couldn't do it during my show. Give me something to talk about, but you guys on the text line kept me going. I really do appreciate it, even if uh, even if you're a hater. I appreciate you texting in in the conversation. I do appreciate it. I hope I don't make anybody too mad screaming back at you, but, uh, but that's what I do here. I do appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk more about Jim Harbaugh clearly tomorrow. Uh, we will get into it. By the way, if you want to follow Brock, uh, at Intern Brock. You can follow him on social media and get your insane ramblings from a young man who's younger than me, but a good kid. Uh, and I, I say insane ramblings with love. We'll get more into Jim Harbaugh tomorrow, and I'm sure more Rodney Terry. When we come back to the Sports Complex tomorrow, until then, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for more on the Sports Complex.